Welcome everyone as Fantastic Geek talks about Disney Plus Day 2021. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Happy Disney Plus Day 2021, Pete. Happy belated Disney Plus Day to you, Matt, to our listeners. Here today to talk about all the Star Wars, all the Marvel Cinematic Universe, some of the other stuff there, not connected with either uh, brought to us on the second anniversary of Disney Plus. Yes, we're certainly not covering every single last thing. Although Pete, I I will pull back the curtain a little bit before I pressed record. You you did share your deep excitement that uh, Enchanted has joined Disney Plus as of yesterday, and Disenchanted, the Disney Plus movie, bring it back the cast, uh, is coming uh, later this year or next year or something we actually didn't have this conversation but it's a good example pete a lot of stuff for disney plus day announced a lot of stuff coming to disney plus not all of it necessarily in our wheelhouse and that's okay i was able to expose my wife to willow last night that she somehow had confused with the never-ending story given that the willow series is coming and a really great uh introduction of the cast there by warwick davis uh, but a lot to get hyped for here, starting with Star Wars. Indeed, Pete. Uh, where where should we begin uh, as we talk about the Star Wars offering there on uh, Disney Plus Day? So the lion's share of the Star Wars attention on Disney Plus Day went to the forthcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series that we're going to get in 2022. And... Uh, Pete, they reiterated that, uh, you know, it's it, it's Ewan McGregor back. They wanted him. He's back. He's excited to be back. There was some footage of him um, doing training with, with, you know, not a real lightsaber, of course, Pete. They keep those locked away until filming, but, you know, kind of doing, doing stunt training and, and whatnot. Also some concept uh, art there with Darth Vader. It was reiterated that Hayden Christensen is returning and, Ewan McGregor is just so excited to be working working with Hayden again. Um, not, shall we say, Pete, not an overly effusive sizzle reel that showed lots and lots of footage. So there's been pushback on this, and let me explain where, of course, that pushback is wrong. Uh, so there were all these predictions of all the things we were going to see glimpses of for Disney Plus Day and all these Twitter leakers, you know, I've seen this and you'll see this on Friday. Uh, so that didn't happen. Thus again, proving that those people are frauds. Um, Matt, prior to uh, two weeks ago, how much of the book of Boba Fett, either in uh, moving images or freeze frames had you seen uh pete just the secret scene at the end of mandalorian season two if that counts <laughs> okay. so I think you that's... saw nothing <laughs> that that's another show you had seen nothing uh, that is that is i suppose fair to say did you doubt the show would ever come out uh no did you doubt it would come out in 2021 uh pete the star wars told me it would be christmas 2021 i believe that's what the 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 on car the on-screen card said did you doubt on 
podcast air or with me, it would come out in 2021. Uh, yes, and I was proven wrong. Okay. So I'm here to tell you that um, just because they didn't show you things from Obi-Wan Kenobi or Andor or the currently filming Mandalorian Season 3 or Ahsoka, that those things will all come out because, one, uh, no lightsaber before it's time, and two, Star Wars is special. There have only been 11 full feature-length movies across 40-plus years compared to, let's say, Marvel, 26 movies in 13 years. So the idea that just because of an arbitrary day that if you don't show something, it's either never going to happen or it is falling apart or something is wrong um, is completely incorrect. Instead, we should be super excited that we are going to get an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, I know the other thing is, oh, here's, there's concept art of Obi-Wan Kenobi fighting Darth Vader. This undercuts one, the, uh, you know, original Star Wars, A New Hope uh, battle between the two of them, as well as the episode three duel between the two of them. Neither of which it does. Because one, it's concept art. You don't know that that's actually in the show. And two, you also don't know how it's going to be dealt with if it is in the show. I would add to all of this to say, um, when we talk the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a little bit, um, where more footage was shown, um, we have through the, um, through the Disney quarterly investor thing which actually happened the day before disney plus day uh we have a little bit more of scheduling sense for at least some of the mcu stuff specifically ms marvel being uh somewhere in the july to september range so pete it's my point is this it's possible that the reason that we didn't see footage on the star wars end is because of one simple marketing idea there's other things to look at before then and it's something that we've talked about across our podcasts i feel like more so in the last year just this notion of you don't need to drop the teaser poster 18 months out and then do the teaser trailer 12 months out like you don't need to build buzz that far back not when you're living in a world where the ip is understood where many star wars fans are going to mobilize for these shows or if we're talking about the movie or whatever it might be so if disney wants us thinking a little bit about star wars but more about a hypothetical mcu tv run of several shows in the march to september range and then star wars picks up the baton uh september to december or september to february something like that again painting in broad strokes and i'm theorizing here that could be another indicator too that the reason that they're saying get ready for some star wars later great now marvel sooner you know it it's all serving the same Clickmaster, which is pay your disney plus every month on the Star Wars end, the two things that were featured the most are the next two things. We had just gotten the first and conceivably only 
trailer for the book of Boba Fett that will begin streaming on Disney plus on December 29th. And by the way, if you're not already subscribed to the book of Boba Fett podcast by fantastic geek, make sure you get subscribed to that over there on the Apple podcast. But we just got that footage. We just got the poster. Um, and then they're showing us this extended look at Obi-Wan Kenobi, which will be the next series, though we have no firm date other than next year. Okay, what did we also get for Book of Boba Fett? They gave us a 21-minute little documentary there about uh, Boba Fett under the helmet, which was great for the uninitiated, was great for me as somebody that goes back to 1977 and, and Star Wars as my first movie. Uh, I got one detail out of it. I had never heard before that Boba Fett had actually appeared in this little parade in Marin County, uh, you know, back in the late 70s. Um, that and, you know, the, the nice tribute they did there with Jeremy Bullock's wife and, and talking about his, uh, his untimely death in the last year. Um, so really well done. And again, maybe you know a lot about Boba Fett. You check it out. It's 21 minutes long. Maybe you know nothing. It is a nice primer getting ready for that series that's going to absolutely rock in a little bit more than six weeks. Uh, I know we also have some vague scheduling for Andor, uh, the series, as well as Pete because this is where we live sometimes when you're when you're following Hollywood news and if you're listening say to our podcast and sometimes when there's the official announcement you're like yeah I heard about that weeks and weeks ago uh, but there was also a, a brush up of the notion of Bad Batch season two so anything you want to say for Andor and Bad Batch Andor we know now is going to be in the second half third fourth ish quarter of 2022 um, I think they're still firming up given the amount of marvel stuff we're going to talk in the next bit here where to drop that in between because what have we seen in two years with disney plus they don't like to be running star wars and marvel concurrently that's illustrated through what we've seen with mandalorian and now that you have Hawkeye dropping two episodes on November 24th. So they stay clear. It's finale stays clear of book of Boba Fett a week later um, on December 29th when they get to that. So will they ever, you know, cross the streams to, to take in a third property there and, and reference that that Disney doesn't own just yet. Uh, they may. But right now it's a question of, all right, how do we sprinkle these things so, you know, they're not overlapping? And I mean, just, uh, Pete, as you were talking, I opened up a, a second tab. I had Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4 television open. Now I've gone to a uh, list of Star Wars television series. And it is kind of stunning, as the schedule is right now. Of course, there's always flexibility. But just this notion of Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, Ms. Marvel... Uh, Book of Boba Fett, which of course starts, as you said, in December, but that's going to spill mostly into 2022. Uh, so Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, and Andor, like, as a consumer, hey, this is great, you know, because clearly the, 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 the creme de la creme 
Uh, Pete, the e-ticket, if I can use, okay, a parks uh, phrase. Clearly, these e-ticket um, shows, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of oriented at people like you and me and our listeners, Pete. You know, pro- can the kids like the Boba Fett? Sure, absolutely. But it's kind of legacy stuff um, and, you know, kind of that, you know, teen, adult, middle age, you know, the, the whole family, but kind of that kind of squarely adult skewing, but not HBO skewing. But Pete, just the notion that we're getting potentially four MCUs and three um, Star Wars TV shows next year on Disney Plus, it doesn't get much better. Now, the flip side is if all of a sudden, oh man, Matt and Pete just got hired to do scheduling for Disney Plus. <laughs> oh man, my tummy hurts. I don't know how to spread all these out to maximize fan engagement to maximize the product to maximize subscriptions like pete i'm even feeling a little nervous we'll podcast it just fine but i want to stop pretending to be scheduler for disney plus because i don't know the right answer for a lot of this you wonder had a pandemic not hit what the schedule of offerings would look like to this point um so clearly there's been a delay in getting up to that level. And again, that precludes the idea that things won't get delayed or rescheduled again. Um, but listen, you know, I, I think too much is made of, oh, this, the stock price and investors aren't happy. Look at all these things coming. Who's not happy with these things not coming? and who isn't anticipating them and looking forward to them and ready to watch them right now? Well, to, to answer your question, which might have been rhetorical, and, and we won't linger on the Wall Street end or be overly negative, but the comment that I had read on Deadline where they were quoting, you know, guy who writes papers for the investment firm of such and such, the answer to your question, Pete, is there is some concern particularly since in the last quarter, Disney Plus only added 2 million subscribers and the quarter before that, it was 10 million. The concern is, great, Disney Plus has grown so big so fast. They're near the ceiling and and to keep the ceiling, all they need to do is Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Evasion, Ms. Marvel, and or Kenobi, uh, and Boba Fett, and Ahsoka, and Acolyte, and Lando, and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, and Ironheart, and Armor Wars, and Untitled Wakanda series. That's all you need to do Oh, it also disenchanted and da 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 da. I need to make sure that you're paying attention to your preschool age and your school. Like, there is a little concern if you're a Wall Street kind of person. There is a little concern. How do you maintain, how do you grow this first and foremost? And second, how do you maintain it without spending every little last thing? Which I feel is also weirdly like a parks. In the world of parks, you sit and go, oh man, it only costs $2 billion to have Star Wars land. Uh, to have two Star Wars lands. How long is it going to take us to pay that back? Crud. Hey, wait times are through the roof, but crud, you know. So, I, Pete, I, th- that's the Wall Street response, I think, uh, to whatever degree I have next to no insight in that kind of world and mindset. I'm here with the viewer response, with, uh, you know, the people that look at this response and... Again, I see a lot of enthusiasm in terms of what's coming. 
Well, let's turn things now to uh, the MCU. And uh, Pete, as I was watching the Disney Plus news stories unfold on Deadline yesterday, as I was realizing um, that they were getting a lot of their info, quite frankly, from the Disney Plus Twitter. So then I was watching that with each new tweet. I said, ooh, I can't wait to get home because I know at 11.30 a.m. or something like that, that's when there's going to be the MCU sizzle reel is going to get posted to Disney+. Plus. I can't wait. So I get home and I said, okay, 14 minutes. I would like longer, but you can fit a lot of stuff in 14 minutes. Pete, this might sound negative. Here's a mathematical fact. Literally a majority of the 14 minutes, literally over 50% is merely a celebration of the MCU shows that we have already watched this year. It's footage from WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and What If. It's exciting to watch. I will also give them tons of props to whoever cut that together to go from What If Hawkeye and then have the watcher say all sorts of cut to footage of Kate Bishop in Hawkeye, uh, new heroes. You go, yeah, girl power, Hawkeye, can't wait. The transition was good, but Pete, I did not sit down expecting that literally over half of my MCU Disney Plus Day 2021, that half of it would be rehash. Your thoughts? Well, think about the year that we've had, beginning with WandaVision, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and then What If, okay? So to address the concern of the previous segment of, well, how do we get people subscribed you plunk down your Disney Plus subscription right now. You have access to watch all of that as you're waiting for these next things that they then announced to premiere. So there's the backlog and there's everything to come. And again, I, I don't see this as I, I can't help but see this as value added for what there is. Um And not everybody's seen those things. I routinely run into people who are like, there's, there's a Loki show. I got to watch this Loki show. I'm just learning about this. So, you know, we're the tip of the spear. I get it. (laughs) You know, we podcast this stuff and, uh, you know, people listen after they have watched those things, but you know what you can, you know, watch these at your leisure and discover them as you do. And all that stuff is there. There are going to be people that subscribe for Hawkeye that then realize, oh, my goodness, I, I didn't go back and I, I haven't watched WandaVision. OK, there are going to be people who get into WandaVision prior to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness um, and then see the connections. So that can still happen. You know, you don't have to have started this MCU ride in 2008 when it began. You might not have been born yet. Okay, you might not have been into this stuff yet. Uh, You can get on it at any time. And that's where I think there's always going to be forget value added value included with this service. I think that's an excellent point. I mean, it literally was a year ago, give or take a couple weeks, but it literally was November of last year when uh, footage was showing up on Twitter. Hey, they're filming Hawkeye in New York and maybe I had retweeted it or something like that. And somebody's like, no, no, no film sets are closed down. There's no way you can get there. Plus like you can't quite, is that, is that, um, 
Jeremy Renner? Is that a stunt double? Is that are they are they wrong? And like throughout the day, no, look, there there they are actually filming in New York and you know, so on and so forth. So just the point being, it's been a year, it's literally been a year that we have seen some kind of Hawkeye stuff, we as rabid fans. Meanwhile, Pete, to your point, uh, this may have been the first time that some people heard about it, let alone actually saw some footage. And Pete, speaking of that Hawkeye footage, it was maybe the best part of all of the Disney Plus Day things that I have seen. I must admit, I've yet to see Ciao Alberto. I'm looking forward to that. Um, But not only does the Hawkeye footage nail the tone, the character, um, get you excited to see um, Clint Barton and Kate Bishop as a team and so forth, but what genius it was to take that shot inside the car that must be fake, However, good luck finding where the seams are, even though I think I know where the seams are. But that one, that fake oneer, which I'll just call the oneer, in the car where they're driving and the camera's turning around and there's bad guys, it is thrilling to watch. It's one of the best scenes I have ever seen in the MCU, in part because you are strapped in back there in the back seat and you're watching as. Uh, Clint Barton and Kate Bishop are fiddling with arrows and you can see he's not watching where he's going and you can see a car coming closer and then he sees it and turns around. I have some ideas on how that was achieved as a special effect, but you need to be a pessimist to watch that the first time, the second time, the fifth time and go, oh, I bet there's a cut line here, I bet there's a cut line there. It is breathtakingly wonderful and if that is any indication of what the show has in store, I am even more excited than I was a year ago when I first saw Kate Bishop. Well, back to my point, shouldn't a day like this service the uh, not most recent, but, you know, the most proximal in terms of content that they have coming? Okay, Book of Boba Fett, Hawkeye, Obi-Wan Kenobi, all that stuff will be you know, the next stuff up. Moving on, we also, we had some Moon Knight. And I have to say, Pete, as a tangent, um, any single time I see Oscar Isaac in a new role, and particularly since I've watched a whole lot of Oscar Isaac with a beard as I've watched and rewatched Dune in the last several weeks, to see him clean-shaven here uh, as Moon Knight, I'm reminded of before I knew his name and when he was just simply... Captain Woohoo for Star Wars because he's the guy in the Star Wars teaser that goes woohoo. Um, so your thoughts there on uh, on your Captain Woohoo back as the multi personalityed title character of Moon Knight? I can't wait to see Oscar Isaac join the MCU and this character that not a lot of people know and the way that they're going to explore uh his story uh their story in uh moon knight and i think too look i don't know what oscar isaac's average salary is for a movie i don't know where he is in terms of a you know where is he in the top 100 of famous famous actors or expensive actors but i feel like to go oscar isaac is doing an mcu tv show for disney plus you kind of go whoa that's a get That is definitely a get. Uh, I know in a moment we're going to talk about She-Hulk and no disrespect intended to uh, Tatiana Maslany, someone famous for TV, now back as a 
you know, back, now back in TV, you go, okay, you know, and it's got to be a step up because it's, you know, as great as, uh, as the prior show was and Emmy, Emmy winning and so forth, a little bit more, a little bit more pay, a little more pizzazz here. Again, to say Oscar Isaac is doing a TV show for Disney Plus for, for Marvel might turn into a movie role, you know, who knows, but I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a huge get for the show. I have no, I don't know much oh, about, I don't know much about Moon Knight as a character, but I'm with you, uh, Oscar Isaac, as you play all sorts of different roles. <laughs> so moving on to She-Hulk, um, I, I like that we get, we get the actress in normal mode front and center. I think there's probably a lot of people who don't know, um, don't know about the character. So to get up front, uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a normal woman. I am a lawyer. Then there's this other thing too. Um, we see her a little bit in Hulk mode, but not too much. Uh, we also get it made very clear. Ruffalo as Hulk is there, so I, I feel like I, again I, as a show that probably needs more introduction, not less. They did that. The majority of the people listening to this podcast know that a character named She-Hulk has existed in Marvel Comics for a very long time. Um, this show is a no-brainer. And like you said, really cool that they're leaning into what they showed us uh, where they could have given us a lot less. And, and bringing Ruffalo in and Matt, we haven't even mentioned Abomination uh, who was also included in the show, not shown here. Um, so super excited for this. Um, sorry that the people that don't understand that this character exists in the comics who think that this is some form of, oh, they made a lady Hulk. It must be terrible to be so wrong. Like, if you end up not you Pete, but if one ends up watching She-Hulk and you go, okay, like an action comedy, because let's not forget that is a show that's intended to be, uh, it's 10 episodes. It's a half hour kind of comedy action comedy, you know, let's say opposite from, uh, well, opposite from all the shows prior. Yes. There were some WandaVision episodes that were shorter, but that, um, I don't think you could really say that that was a, had comedic moments. It was not a, it's not meant to be a comedy, but, um, (laughs) To not check it out because you think the show has an agenda is a shame. Like, you know, check it out. If it's not for you, if the tone, the style, and so forth isn't for you, you know, so be it. But, um, Pete, of the kind of core three shows that were that were teased, uh, the last was Ms. Marvel. Love that they hit the line. You know, yes, it is time for a brown girl from Jersey City to save the day. Um, and it really, that, that, I was going to say trailer. It was less than the trailer. But but the footage that, that they did show, among other things, really reiterated how lucky they are to have Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan. It just... It's... I don't... I have not read a ton of the Ms. Marvel graphic novels, uh, but she's got that it factor where she's not quite sure she can be a superhero, but she thinks she can be. And... She's got that thing that, like, anytime you watch a high school movie and you go, yeah, I'm far removed from high school, but that took me back. You know, Breakfast Club, man. Like, there's a reason Breakfast Club is still watched by high schoolers today. It's got that thing, and Iman Vellani has that thing as well. And I feel like that's the show from the MCU that I'm most excited for in 2022 for a bunch of reasons, including, you know, New Jersey represent. Well, coming from a couple of guys here, 
from Jersey who podcast in Jersey, uh, definitely the case. And then from Ms. Marvel there, that's now been backed up a little bit. I mean, we were prepping for that to hit potentially before Hawkeye. It was, which one will we be doing first? And then the Hawkeye announcement. And then we're like, well, we'll be doing Ms. Marvel next. And now, you know, we have a range in terms of the schedule of when that's going to happen, but still don't have a definitive date. But that's all right. So, uh, you know, you've got the teenage girl who idolizes uh, Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. OK, and, and great to see uh, the evolution there in some of the uh, the snippets shown. Uh, and then, you know, just back to She-Hulk for a minute there, okay, uh, a lawyer, a mild-mannered lawyer who represents uh, super-powered clients who just happens to be super-powered herself and a still underserved part of the MCU. I mean, Matt, we've had two female-helmed uh, MCU movies to this point okay uh wandavision was the initial offering of uh you know disney plus mcu tv and now that you have of the next three up two of them uh helmed by female characters um and then the uh emphasis obviously on diversity uh, these are great, great things. Just wish we could get Miss Marvel on the service tomorrow. Well, and on the topic of diversity, there was a slight, um, in terms of like the the the, the banners for the um, the tabs on Disney Plus. Now, when you click on Marvel, there's a new banner across the top, and it's it's animated initially, and then becomes a still. And to kind of go, what what Marvel is. Um, what Marvel is showing as the current face of the MCU, and, and Pete, I say current with some sadness because of who the first character is top left, but kind of the the, the current face of Marvel, you, you have Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, uh, Shang-Chi, Captain Marvel, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Loki, Black Widow, Thor, and Shuri. Um, yes, I know there's some there's some filming trouble afoot with... Uh, with uh, Shuri and 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 the Black Panther sequel and so forth, but just to say this is a drastically different uh, bunch of people than it was eight years ago, and this is a more representative picture. And I'm more excited currently. I'm more excited by a lot of these characters uh, than I would be for you know Iron Man five. And again, it just comes with the sadness of we're getting another Black Panther movie. We're not getting more Chadwick Boseman. We're not getting more from from Black Panther, T'Challa, um, but to see this banner as a reminder, hey, they're they're expanding the universe in a bunch of ways, and it's not just oh, I have to make a thing for the Disney Plus so because the Bobs say so. It's an opportunity to really, you know, dive into some interesting and different and inspiring characters. And what we've only seen to a very very limited extent at this point, you know, film characters appear on TV, and one. TV character show up in a film so far uh, that with Julia Louis Dreyfus's character in Black Widow. Uh, that... Excuse me, Pete and Jarvis. 
Okay. And Jarvis, <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. And, and Jarvis. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll draw the distinction Disney plus uh, <laughs> fair enough to, uh, to film, but you know, that's going to go, that's going to expand tremendously beginning with, uh, Kamal Khan, uh, what with the marbles and now the gap will be closer from the time that we get Miss Marvel to the time that we see her in the marbles along with Monica Rambeau. Also, as part of this um, this sizzle reel uh, were teases, no footage, mostly logos, but we had reference made to Echo itself, mm-hmm. uh, a forthcoming spinoff from uh, Hawkeye. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Pete, I think that they were smart to play that one close to the vest. I suspect that most people, when you hear there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney+, Plus most people probably would be like, okay, I checked out the Lego Star Wars Halloween thing. That was kind of cool. And, uh, you know, that's great, great. I think that when it when it is revealed uh, en masse that late 2022, we are going to see Guardians of the Galaxy live action filmed alongside of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, whether it's a sidequel, a prequel, whatever it is, I think I think that's going to be I think that's going to be a really special thing where you go clear the deck. It's dropping on December 23rd. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a you know, do I watch it before work or do I save it afterwards to start my holiday off? I think it's going to be fun, great. I think it, however long it's going to be, let's pick a number, 30 minutes. I think it's going to be a true 30-minute Guardians of the Galaxy movie that ends with a little holiday holiday smile, that kind of thing, and I'm super excited for it. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 just started fin- uh, filming this week. Okay. James Gunn sharing a photo of the cast. Um, they are filming that alongside the holiday special. So to think that in a year from now, we're going to get that. And then a little longer, we're going to get the film to follow that up, you know, uh, and something that had long been announced. That goes oh, back. Yeah to the uh december a year ago disney plus slate of announcements um so yeah super super excited for that one um and then the number of other things that have long been announced again back to that uh you know slate of announcements a a year ago secret invasion and iron heart which a lot of people you know, don't understand that was a feature film at one point. They've now expanded into a series. Uh, add to that uh, Agatha House of Harkness, which was it was some level of, you know, like deadline, the Hollywood Reporter rumor. Um, so it wasn't just, you know, kind of clickbait kind of stuff. But I think this was the first official official announcement um, as well. Oh, certainly of the title. Yeah. Um, as well, Pete. And I mean, this is how this is how I know that at least for now it's uh, it's members of the audience like me that some of the stuff is Disney uh, is made for for Disney plus the animated X-Men 97 meant to be a pickup from that landmark 90s X-Men the animated series Pete I've tried to go back and watch X-Men the animated series on Disney plus the animation is so lousy the 
copy that they have like it's like from a videotape you know it's it's far from lower decks and and what if uh in terms of the the fidelity of the image let alone the quality of the animation I've, I've tried to go back i know some of those stories are great i know people have said the days of future past duology from x-men the animated series is better than days of future past the movie uh which i would agree with but just the notion that they're going to return to that that visual style and so forth that's not till 2023 but bring it on i am there from episode one and then you know the spider-man freshman year show and all this animated stuff that they're they're doing as well okay the marvel zombies uh there's some speculation is that a follow-up from what if is it its own thing although they do have the director from what if involved um and there also was a reminder that loki season two is a thing i know i knew that because they announced it at the end of loki season one um I frankly I had lost track of it. It's not like on the official list I had printed out a while ago, you know, from Wikipedia, which may even have predated uh, the announcement. But I had kind of lost track, and it was just a nice reminder to go. Okay, even though I am a little like, what you don't want to show me concept art from Echo, you don't want to show me Chris Pratt in a Santa hat for a holiday special. It, it is a reminder that the, the the bounty truly is is great here and. Whenever Loki season two comes, I'm more than ready. So we have all this stuff, Matt, all these things, both already on the service that they advertised in case you weren't aware of it, all this stuff coming. And that's just what's public, because if you think they emptied the old uh, barrel uh, out of everything they have in development, um, I mean, there was no mention of the Lando Calrissian series. Uh, there were no mention of some other things. There's been rumblings about coming from Marvel. Uh, then uh, you're, you're kidding yourself. So how is there still this question of whether did Disney Plus Day live up to the hype? Well, I think that stuff, there was this deadline, okay, to get stuff out for Disney Plus Day. And I think that insofar as, you know, Insofar as maybe people looking for some ethereal wowing, like, wow, I never would have expected that they would have dropped Hawkeye episode 101, which Pete was not a rumor. I'm just saying something of that where you go, oh my goodness, drop everything. Christmas came early. I think maybe that's where some of it is. I also will point out, Pete, if you watch the Pixar Disney Plus uh, segment, and let me just frame this as, I think of those five tiles on Disney Plus and of the the major um, brands and subdivisions at Disney Incorporated, I think Pixar is the one who says, uh, what we're doing is the highest height of what we do. Thank you very much. And I know it was like there was unhappiness that Soul got sent to Disney Plus. However, it was the middle of the pandemic. So it was like, okay, we'll take one for the team. When Luca got sent straight to Disney Plus, not even co-theatrical or whatever, People at Pixar were very unhappy. I think there's the notion at Pixar that they are the successor. I would, I would almost argue the, the the right notion that they are the successors to the, you know, Walt Disney 30s, 40s um, crown of top of the top for animation. They're definitely in that segment. When, when Pete Docter came across two directors, they were definitely 
tooth pulling. They were, I live this way, Pete, you put me in, in the executive suite at Disney. I'm not happy with what Pixar delivered me because there was a little bit too much like, uh, uh, oh, we were just walking. You want us to talk about Disney plus day. So maybe there was some unhappiness there, but Pete, did it live up to the hype? Uh, here we are 40 minutes into the podcast Lots of good news, lots of things to be excited to, and as you and I both discussed earlier, did did they introduce some of these things for the first time to the audience at large? Yeah, for a lot of people they did. And that lies therein the point of a Disney Plus day. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think too, and and Pete, you know, you know, and longtime listeners know how much we how we feel about the public relations folks for Star Trek and uh, particularly for uh, CBS All Access slash Paramount Plus, um, I couldn't help but watch watch Disney Plus Day unfold uh, with Deadline News articles, uh, Disney Plus Twitter, and things occasionally being posted to DisneyPlus.com. I couldn't help but think of the Star Trek Day offering that there was this past year. It was live. It featured a fairly good orchestra, some panels that were a little too fast. It featured imperfect hosting. But Star Trek Day had a certain faith of the heart and earnestness to give fans a unified sense of we're all watching this together and we can all be wowed by it. I don't know that Disney did that with an Olaf inflatable in Venice Beach and the Epcot ball bathed in blue and Twitter. Um, but again, maybe that's coming from the perspective of yeah, I've heard the rumors of the Echo series for like, I, I can't remember the first time I heard that, that the spinoff to a show that wasn't done filming was in, duh, like I'm not, I'm not excited by Echo uh, having a title card shared here. But for other people, it's the first time they're hearing of it. So some comparison there. Uh, Pete, some pr- praise for Star Trek Day, uh, perhaps. But, uh, but there you go. I think it did ultimately live up to the hype. Is live better? Of, of course it is is more better in terms of uh, actual content instead of pre-scripted stuff that you push a button to go on Twitter? Of course it is. Perhaps, Matt, the franchise that showed Star Wars how to be that predates it in Star Trek still has a little bit to teach that other franchise. Okay. So you, you take an under advisement uh, for next time around. Disney Plus Day is officially a thing. We can expect to revisit this a year from now. I still have another year of Disney Plus prepaid. Uh, back to the $5 a month, three-year contract that I signed sight unseen. Um, I'm super excited to know all the stuff I can expect in the next year. Uh, interested to see how they'll keep me, Matt, wink, wink, moving forward once we hear more announcements. Uh, well, if you do the math, uh, the Disney Plus bundle with Hulu no ads uh, is basically not worth it, and I'd be happy to do the math some other time on that, but that's probably just boring stuff. It, it is interesting to think, you know, again, nobody knows what these internal numbers are, but um, whether you're of the opinion of that Wall Street person or not, like, with any of these subscription services, and fine, Disney's been a little bit more in the forefront of selling um, selling a year or more up front, uh, which is also a neat 
way to generate revenue. Um, but just the point being, it's a reminder that, you know, Pete, they need to prove to you. Like if they sit and go, oh man, 2022, it's going to be it for Star Wars TV shows because reasons. Whoa. Okay. Um, Pete, you want to combine Disney Plus subscriptions here? I could add you as one of the little faces. You could be a little Olaf guy or you could be a Luke Skywalker. You know, like that that is a possibility uh for any of these subscriptions which ultimately is good we as the audience are empowered to say prove to me every for me on the annual plan prove to you pete when you come off the three-year prepaid prove to the monthly subscriber that this is worth it because if it's not well there's a place for that too it's called cancel subscription click yes click yes and then you get the email confirming it so uh (laughs) Pete, maybe that's not the most optimistic note on which to end. Um, Do you have any great news to share? I do, Matt. Tomorrow, we will, on the Marvel Movie Podcast, be bringing you Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, made possible by the good people of Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek. Yeah, super excited to dive on in to to Shang-Chi and uh, grateful, as always, to be listener-supported. Uh, by those who go to patreon.com slash fantastic geek and uh, we're always cooking up goodies to put there uh, especially with our, our eye towards uh, towards something something nice and juicy once a month so uh, so Pete I know we have the tweet up to share thoughts on Shang-Chi how can people be in touch with you to talk about I don't know the entire Star Wars universe the MCU Star Trek uh, Shang-Chi in particular etc you can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,017 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, all one word with the P and the H. Like it today. If you're listening on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, as Pete mentioned, we're back tomorrow for Shang-Chi. Otherwise, Pete, (laughs) this is where we multiverse it up. And if you're listening on Star Wars, we'll talk more Star Wars soon. If you're listening uh, on MCU, more on that soon. For now, though, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.